Any Missouri fan overwhelmed by the second half defense is really missing the point. That's the best defense of the year. And is it sustainable? Is it something Missouri can take to Athens, Georgia in two weeks? Let's talk about it all right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. And of course, we got to start today talking about a beautiful homecoming victory by the Tigers. And hey, hope you had some money on that one over at FanDuel Sportsbook, by the way, because the Tigers covered that spread quite comfortably. Missouri got up, well, 24 to nothing at one point, and it just really felt like the Tigers were going to dominate the entire game. So I think in the second half, I noticed a few people at least that were, well, at least nitpicking the offense in the second half to those people I would just say I kind of get it but at the same time you go look at what Missouri did 38 runs in the ball game to just 28 pass plays called that's pretty indicative of a team that was perfectly content to just take home that victory yesterday it became quite clear that Spencer Rattler and the Gamecocks just didn't quite have enough yesterday against that Missouri defense, which clearly that was the best defense by Missouri all season. Not even close. I mean, really, that was start to finish the best defense of the year by Missouri. Of course, after the fake punt play, all the all the momentum turned around against Kentucky. Well, the Missouri defense has been rather stout in general since that moment. But in particular against the Gamecocks yesterday, What became obvious, you look back at the snap counts, is that Missouri played a lot of dime defense yesterday and essentially dared South Carolina to run the ball. And actually, Mario Anderson with 12 carries for 68 yards, the South Carolina halfback was pretty effective running the football, but unfortunately, South Carolina just kept trying to throw over and over again. And well, they've been a really good passing team for the most part this season had their way with Florida last week in that defense, but against Missouri, not so much. Again, the dime package, what does that mean? Well, nickel means five defensive backs, right? What does dime mean? Well, that's six defensive backs. You take out a linebacker, put in either another corner, another slot type defensive back, another safety, whatever it might be. Well, there's no there's no coin that has six, so that's why they go dime. Hey, if you go even more than that, it's quarter. One more than that, dollar. Pretty simple, right? But hey, just want to do a little gridiron glossary for the uninitiated out there really quickly. But the point is, I think that defense in particular worked really well against South Carolina. Obviously, Xavier Leggett with one catch for 20 yards You couldn't have hoped for anything better than that. Luther Burden with a relatively quiet game other than his long touchdown catch for 42 yards, but he still got up to 90 yards 
receiving on just a relatively small four receptions for Luther. But you know what? It was honestly good to see him not to have to take as many big hits as he often does. A couple weeks off is certainly going to do Missouri a lot of good in that regard. But you just have to be impressed with Missouri passing yet another potential trap game with flying colors. Of course, a lot of fans are worried, oh no, we're already looking past to Georgia, and by we, I mean I mean literally the fans. I don't know that anybody was completely worried about the players themselves doing it because, again, they could have done it against Vanderbilt or Memphis or, hey, how about, how about the first couple games as well that whether we liked it or not, they still won the ball game. So at a certain point, I think we're going to have to stop, and that point would be right now, by the way, I think we have to stop questioning the mentality of this Missouri ball club. They're going to be ready to play. That doesn't mean they're going to win every single game. They obviously lost a game already. The point is this team has the right mentality. That STP thing, something to prove, it's clearly not just a slogan. It's something that this locker room has bought into. And not only that, I was watching SEC Nation yesterday pregame. Jordan Rogers, who just did the Kentucky game, gave Missouri a lot of praise, thinks that we're for real. Well, I also liked what Tim Tebow had to say, just about how hard Eli Drinkwitz teams play for him. And I've always believed that that's true, even when it's looked really bad defensively in the past in the past, oh, you know, 21 and and some of 22 as well for Missouri, especially 2021 for Missouri. That defense was not great, obviously, but I never felt like that team gave up at any point or when the offense has had its poor moments either. It was never for a lack of effort. I might not have always loved some of the decisions that Eli Drinkwitz would make. We can argue about that all day, but I don't think there really is an argument that his team's play hard, they play what I would call professional-type football. And what I mean by that is they bring their lunch pail and they come ready to play. There's no dilly-dallying around out there whether the, the result is always what we want it to be or not. And I think that culture that's been built over the previous three years has really started to build big dividends here in year four when now the talent is up to where it needs to be. Plus, you look around at the landscape of college football nationally yesterday. Look at how many teams escaped with a victory yesterday. The Oklahoma Sooners won by two over Gus Malzahn and UCF yesterday. They just had three wins entering that game. Washington, in particular, was quite lucky, really, to escape with a win in some ways against one in six Arizona State. So anytime you win 34 to 12, Against a team that's your seven and a half point favorites against, that's an impressive, impressive win, no matter how you look at it. But I will say, all that dime defense that Missouri ran against South Carolina, daring it to pass, well, is that going to be a plan that Missouri can actually count on against the Georgia Bulldogs? I would think not, quite frankly. I would think daring Georgia to run the football against you is probably not the plan that Missouri is going to do in Athens in a couple weeks. But yesterday, I think it was the right plan and certainly one that worked. But beyond just the sort of personnel choices, X's and O's, and all that good stuff, what I really noticed from the Missouri defense was just no-blown assignments and hardly a missed tackle that I can think of whatsoever. Obviously, a season high in sacks as well. It just really looked like the Missouri defense from last season 
against South Carolina where the the coverage on the back end was tight. Missouri was unafraid to bring blitzers. And really, South Carolina and Spencer Rattler just had no answer. And indeed, whether Spencer was rattled or not, like Eli Drinkwitz said, that was his goal. I, I can't get in his head and say if he was actually rattled or not. But certainly, he was under massive amounts of pressure all day, and they had no answer for it. So by far and away, Missouri's best performance defensively, as I said at the top of the show. But it wasn't, again, as as Eli Drinkwitz referred to, it wasn't just some magical coverage or anything like that that Missouri did, as far as I could tell. I'll dive into my end zone footage as we go along here later in the week. But to me, it was much more just solid, fundamental, assignment-based football some a player, I forgive me for, for not recalling whose name it was, but there was a defensive player after the game being interviewed on the radio. He basically said the same thing. It all came down to just good communication on the field for Missouri. So a really encouraging defensive performance, no matter which way you look at it. And obviously the Tigers are going to need more than that if they're going to beat Georgia. And exactly a decade ago, Missouri had one of its greatest football seasons of all time, and really the shades of this of that 2013 season, the similarities to this season, at this point, it's, it's starting to get a little bit striking. So I want to talk about that coming up. But you know what? Let's get serious for a second here because this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way, you know, like you know what you should do, basically. You know what's good for you, but you just have trouble executing that in your actual real life. Well, therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. For instance, a lot of people have trouble setting boundaries in their personal lives, and sometimes, well, your your relationships, your friends, your loved ones, well, occasionally they actually take advantage of you, maybe even unknowingly so. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, you know what? you got to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So make your, bra- your brain, excuse me, your friend with better help. Again, make your brain your friend with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on college today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on college. And by a fan duel where congrats to all of you who had a Missouri ticket. Yesterday, that was easy money for you, but even easier money over at FanDuel where new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better place or time to get in on the action. The app is easy and includes lots of betting options from spreads to props to over-unders, to so much more, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the college and NFL seasons in style. It's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And speaking of betting, Georgia, 17-point favorites over Florida in Jacksonville this coming week in what is often called as the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. And that rivalry uh, lost a bit of its luster in the last few years here with Florida not being 
so hot, but you never know. You never know. Maybe Florida could give them a ball game. I'm not exactly expecting it, but again, Georgia's had its moments this season where they haven't been utterly dominant, and frankly, if you want to pick nits at Missouri's schedule so far, well, as Seth Emerson over at The Athletics said this morning, propriety requires us to point out that Missouri doesn't have a win over a currently ranked team and only has two ways, excuse me, two wins away from home, but fairness also requires us to point out that the same two things also apply to Georgia. And by the way, Kansas State will probably be ranked this week as well. So there is that. But again, some really interesting parallels here between the 2013 Missouri season and the 2023 season so far. Best start, obviously, since 2013 for the Tigers. Hey, guess what? Both teams have a quarterback who is coming off an injury-plagued season who now is showing everybody that he can play at a high level. Of course, I'm referring to Brady Cook and James Franklin. And really, the LSU loss this season. I think that might just well turn out to be like the South Carolina game from 2013, where Andrew Baggett, I believe, doinked a field goal off the post in overtime, costing Missouri a win, among other things, by the way. A Damian Washington 90-yard-plus touchdown in that ball game was pretty memorable as well. But as heartbreaking as that game was, ultimately it didn't really matter because the Tigers ended up in the SEC championship game. They would have played for a national championship had they won that ball game against Auburn. So either way, Missouri was going to have to beat Auburn in the SEC title game. And indeed, I think regardless of what happened against LSU, if the Tigers were sitting here undefeated with that win over the LSU Tigers, well, we'd be loving that, wouldn't we? But at the same time, you'd almost certainly still have to beat the Georgia Bulldogs. Plus, Missouri already has the equivalent of the double pass, Bud Sasser's touchdown pass to LaDamian Washington against Georgia in 2013, of course, that's Bauer to Johnson on the fake punt last week against Kentucky. A win in Athens? Could that be next? Could that be the next part of this decade-long celebration here of 2013? Well, I sure as heck can't rule it out. I can promise you that much. But regardless of what happens between Georgia and Florida this week, I do anticipate Missouri will probably be at least a two-touchdown underdog in that ball game, but I'm going to be interested to see what that Georgia offense looks like without Brock Bowers. Certainly, they're going to be a more than formidable opponent, even without Bowers. Let's not get anything twisted there, but you know, Georgia just hasn't been quite as vulnerable at times this season. Heck, the one common opponent that Missouri and Georgia have is Vanderbilt. Well, both teams won their games against the Commodores by 17 points. What does that tell you? Probably not a whole lot, to be honest with you. But it does tell you, I think, that Missouri, at the very least, has a chance here at one of the great wins they've had in a long, long time. That bye week definitely doesn't help either, especially considering Cody Schrader took all of the running back snaps this week. And I mean that quite literally. Nathaniel Pete, nobody else. Of course, Jamal Roberts, Tavoris Jones, Mike Cox, whoever you want to throw out there, whatever name on the roster is your preferred backup running back that never sees the field for Missouri. 
well, you're kind of spitting into the wind at this point. And listen, that's no insult to Cody Schrader whatsoever. In fact, quite the opposite. Considering he has a quad injury that he's been nursing for a few weeks now, it would seem, the fact that he had maybe his best game as a Tiger, certainly one of his best games as a Tiger yesterday, I felt really impressive. I mean, the guy is obviously an incredibly tough young man at the very least, and obviously a very good SEC running back as well. It just worries me, though, that Missouri doesn't have anybody else in that running back room that they seem to trust right now. At a certain point, hey, there's still a lot of football left to be played here. I sure hope Cody can get through it unscathed, but you can't guarantee that whatsoever. And I just wonder if, you know, you had a fresh body in there to rotate every once in a while. Again, nothing in Schrader whatsoever. I just wonder you have a fresh body to rotate in there every once in a while. Does that help him actually be more effective when he's in there? Plus, it's just surprising to me that you don't even have a backup running back that you can trust in pass protection on third and long occasionally. I don't know. That's just a little bit surprising. And while Cody Schrader is obviously entrenched as the main running back, well, the only running back yesterday for Missouri, you you look even deeper in the snap counts. There's a pretty clear change as an offensive starter for the Tigers yesterday. So let's talk about that and some more snap count observations but first I want to tell you about bird dogs and usually I tell you about their stretch khaki shorts which obviously I'm still in love with but you know what this time of year it's time for jogger season and the bird dogs joggers I'm telling you these things are very very well made well put together just the most comfortable things in the world you can put on your body especially they, they snug to your, your legs a little bit while still being comfortable. So that means they're going to keep you warm too. Whether that's keeping your legs warm during some kind of exercise activity, shooting around, shooting some hoops, that kind of thing. Or maybe just keeping you warm while you're outside in these chilly fall mornings when you're dropping the kids off. That type of day. I'm just telling you, the, the pockets... I love the pockets. I sound like I sound like my dad now, right? But you need good pockets in a pair of pants, some zippers, the whole deal. And hey, you don't have to sit on your wallet anymore, throw out your back. This is all good stuff. So just trust me on the joggers and go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash Locked on college for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Missouri tight end Brett Norfleet had a nice game for Missouri against Kentucky. Four catches for 40 yards last week. He did not show up in the box score this week, but he did play 26 snaps to Tyler Stevens' 13, so doubling that snap count, that's a pretty good indication that Norfleet has passed him up as the number one tight end for Missouri at the moment. And it's also notable that, well, just 39 total snaps for those two tight ends of 64 total. Well, that tells me is that Missouri was in a lot of 10 personnel, meaning no tight ends and four wide receivers. I think that makes a lot of sense considering the amount of depth that Missouri has at the receiver position Right now, of course, we've talked a ton about Theo Weiss and Luther Burden. I really think Mookie Cooper has done a great job this season, and the coaching staff has done a great job with Mookie 
getting him just finding his niche in my opinion. I think a lot of times what you see here lately with the Tigers, hey, not, Mookie Cooper can get downfield for sure with his speed, but what he can also do, you get him the ball, say on a five-yard hitch or just a quick out or something like that, if the defense is giving him any space whatsoever, there's a good chance that that first guy, he's going to make miss and he's going to wiggle his way for an extra seven, eight yards and get the first down with just some quick passes to him in the flat, just really short, safe stuff that, guess what, the, the top defender defensively in terms of backfield for the defense is often going to be focused on Luther Burden. The X's and O's of the defense in general are going to be focused on Luther Burden. That's going to provide somebody with a tremendous amount of elusiveness in the open field like Mookie Cooper opportunities like he's had lately. I just think Missouri's done a great job of taking advantage of what Cooper does well. And I think Cooper deserves a ton of credit for not only for being just a tough guy to take some of the shots he hit, he takes at his size, by, by the way, but also just being patient. You know, he transferred from Ohio State, hasn't always been fast going here for Mookie Cooper, but you know what? Year three here, I believe now with Missouri, Cooper's really carved himself out a niche here. And speaking of receivers with a niche, well, Theo Weiss, more than a niche player, he played every single snap before Missouri. But Marquise Johnson, notably after the big fake punt play, a play that Missouri fans are going to remember forever, at least I will, only played two snaps this week, which to me is probably more of an indication that Missouri just didn't really need Marquise Johnson, and they just weren't going to show a whole lot in the second half of this ball game. Mostly Marquise at this point in his career as a true freshman is a guy who's in for deep shots and for package plays, sort of special plays that have been designed for him that they've worked on a few times in practice. Well, if you have a good one for him, well, let's save it for Georgia. How about that? Maybe you thought you'd need it against South Carolina. That's why second half, listen, Missouri was still running its usual offense. They're just not going to run anything special when they're up by 24-plus in the second half. Obviously, Missouri ends up winning the ball game by 22. So that'll do it for this edition of Locked on Mizzou. Thanks to all you everydayers. Of course, as always, thanks for making this show your first listen every day. And for you everydayers, I'll be back on Monday's program. going to dive into my end zone footage, really figure out what that Missouri defense was up to beyond just putting an extra defensive back or two into the rotation on a lot of different plays. So we'll talk about all that and more coming up next time right here on Locked on Mizzou.